Being in Boston, the world is following the issue of compensation for victims of the bombings. The One Fund Boston was set up to collect donations for the victims and their families. And the fund's administrator had been meeting, has been meeting with them to decide how much they'll receive. Philanthropy is one way, a very American way of helping out. The world's Andrea Crossan looks at victim compensation across the globe. How do you put a dollar figure on the loss of a child or the loss of a limb? That's now Kenneth Feinberg's job. He's the administrator of the One Fund Boston, the charity set up for victims of the Boston bombings. Feinberg has been called the master of disaster. He handled the Victims' Compensation Fund for the 9-11 terrorist attacks. He also administered funds for the Aurora, Colorado theater shootings and the BP oil spill. Feinberg spoke at a town hall meeting last night in Boston's main public library. He said it's not easy to decide victim compensation. Double amputations, single amputations, burns, permanent brain damage, hospitalization this long, hospitalization that long. Solomon himself would have problems with this. Right now, the One Fund Boston contains about $28 million, and it's likely to rise. The money comes from public and corporate donations. That's a little different than what you'd see in other parts of the world. Many countries view victim compensation as the responsibility of the government. Take, for example, the London subway and bus bombings on July 7, 2005. Over 700 people were injured, 52 were killed, including Julie Nicholson's daughter, Jennifer. My daughter at the time was 24 years old. She was killed in the Edgware Road bombing in the terrorist attack on the London transport system. It was shocking and traumatizing beyond belief. One moment we were living quite a a normal, everyday, normal existence, and within hours we were plunged into the most horrific experience. Julie Nicholson's family received a payment from Britain's Criminal Injuries Compensation Authority. The government awards ranged from about 1500 to three-quarters of a million dollars. Nicholson says it can be a slow process. There were layers and layers because those who were killed and those who were badly injured in the terrorist attack were caught up not only in the death of a loved one, but in a whole bureaucratic system. Sometimes families wait years for government compensation. In 2002, a Chechen separatist group took a theater full of people hostage in Moscow. Russian security forces pumped in a gas to subdue the militants. 130 hostages died from the gas. Over 700 people were injured. Initially, the Russian government agreed to pay just $1,500 in compensation to each surviving hostage, and a little over $3,000 to relatives of those killed. Svetlana Gubareva was in the theater with her fiancé and her 13-year-old daughter. She was the only one to survive. Gubareva told the BBC she blames the loss of her family on President Vladimir Putin, not the hostage-takers. They are less guilty to me than the Russian authorities. They didn't pump the gas in. Gubareva and other survivors waged a 10-year battle with the government for more compensation. Last December, the European Court of Human Rights ordered Russia to pay 64 plaintiffs, a total of $1.7 million. 
Here in Boston, victim compensation will be swifter. The one fund says it will start cutting checks as soon as next month. It's up to Kenneth Feinberg to decide how much each victim will get. It ultimately depends on the size of the fund. The bigger the public outpouring, the bigger the payment. But there is another way that victims can ask for help: crowdfunding. Ethan Austin is co-founder of Give Forward. His website helps people to raise money to pay their medical bills. People want to help people, and this is just an easier way to facilitate what people naturally want to do. Some Boston bombing victims have set up web pages to solicit donations. Give Forward keeps a percentage of the final amount. Austin says it's especially helpful in the U.S., where insurance may not cover all the medical bills. No matter where the money is coming from, it's uncomfortable to put a price on trauma. Understandably, Julie Nicholson doesn't like to discuss the amount her family received for the loss of her daughter Jennifer, but that money does ease the burden for survivors and grieving families. Everyone can be sympathetic, but often it's the practical, really practical help you need. It's hard enough asking for information when people then have to be in a position of asking for financial help so they can pay for a funeral or medical treatment. I think that's、um, that, that's dreadful. For the world, I'm Andrea Crossan in Boston.